Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to TC Live, our half-hour post-game show to wrap up a huge day. It is a big week on Tennis Channel, showing four events across four continents, 17-plus hours each day, ending every night in Delray Beach. Here's what's coming up on the show. A pair of major champs and future Hall of Famers successfully kicked off their week, finding their form and hopefully some good fortune. Plus, the Super Bowl game provided plenty of excitement we'll show you a couple of tennis stars who are more impressed with the halftime show. And our Black History Month celebration features the small but powerful group of people who helped Althea Gibson break the color barrier. With that, we welcome you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. The band is back together, reunited for the first time since the United Cup. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, Prakash Amitrash. Great to be back with the three of you. A hard day of work for you, Chanda. You know, I was looking forward to some good tennis. First week back, what, stateside, right? Yeah, that's then right. And I knew I was going to get together with you guys at the end, so I was pumped. Look, man, I'm, I'm recovering from Super Bowl festivities. Mm -hmm. Had a little bit of a sugar rush yesterday, but the good news is four continents, 17 hours of coverage a day. I got my quarterback, Weissman, and my mixed doubles partner. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> We've got it all going on all week long. The return of Carlos Alcaraz, Iga Sviantec. Hey, let, let's start in Rotterdam. Stan Bavrenka coming off a big Davis Cup win to push Switzerland to the finals over Germany, facing Alexander Bublik Prakash, who we last saw smashing three rackets in a row in Montpellier. Well, he held it together today, but listen, the stand looked really well. All my eyes were on the Swiss. Uh, all the big points today there at 5-all, pushing him into a breaker here. He just seemed to be in the right spot all the time there. He was pulling out those backhand flicks. That's the classic stand that we love to watch. Set point here, had a chance to close it out on his serve. Lands a big one up the tee. And when you're finding those first serves on the big points, that's a sign of confidence. Things a little bit easier here in the second set. Was able to get up a break. Really took care of his serve well. Some of those curious shots from Bublik, as we're known to seeing. Marvelous net coverage there. A little forehand carve from Vavrinka and able to try to take things out here at 5-3. A really heads-up play there. Sees the return is good, sneaks in, so he doesn't have to hit an approach, takes it out of the air, and is able to close things out in the next game. A sudden volley action, why not? Stan the man won the title here in 2015, his only indoor title. Talked about his performance after. Never feel on, on control during a match against uh, against a player like uh, like Alex. He's a great player. He's a tough player to play. He's uh, always uh, putting you a lot of pressure. But uh, tonight I was feeling good. I was really focused on myself, trying to dictate as much as I, I could during the match. I think I served well. I I did put a lot of pressure on him on important point, and uh, yeah, I'm happy with the performance tonight. Stan showed last year he is still dangerous, Chanda, on the indoor hard courts, made the semifinals in Metz, the quarterfinals in Basel, got that win over Kasparud. Why do you think he, he is so good on these indoor hard courts right now? 
Oh, I mean, he just understands the contact point. He understands how to play to his strengths. He can play an aggressive style. Obviously, one of the most beautiful backhands on tour, the one-hander. Um, but I think it's just his understanding of how to construct points and to play to his areas of strength. And he also kind of has a controlled environment when he's indoors. So his serve, I think, has more of an effect as well. And it's just an all-around complete game. And even against a tricky opponent like Bublik, he was able to have that come into play. I think we can take a little bit from another player in the last couple of months as well and apply it to Stan, and that's Andy Murray. I think it's no surprise Stan would have taken a little look and be like, you know what, Andy's able to pull a little bit extra out of the tank at this stage in his career. Stan can certainly look at that as a little bit of inspiration, do the same, and that strike point, Chanda, that you talked about, it's the last thing to go. When someone punches that well, he's going to have that for a bit. A couple of guys that got three major titles in the era of yep. the big three, Stan and Andy. Moving along with Grigor Dimitrov, who got to a career high of number three, the 2018 finalist, making his ninth appearance in Rotterdam. This is a rematch from the Aussie Open first round against Aslan Karatsev, Prakash. Grigor looked really sharp out there today. Uh, something I really love seeing him do, I think he needs to do that more, is come in behind that big forehand of his. He plays such pretty tennis, but sometimes I think he gets a little bit too carried away in the long rallies and playing that beautiful slice and elongating things a little bit. When he's mixing it up and attacking the net, I think that's when he's most effective. You saw it a little bit there in that first set, takes things 6-1, got off to another great start here in the second. Forehand really working. Chose to go with the hat indoors, and you know what? Sometimes it works, and today was one of those days. Another big serve, firing on all cylinders. Really solid win, one and three. And never know how those incandescent lights are going to affect you, right? 6-1-6-3, 59 minutes, didn't face a break point, converted four of five. And then we got Richard Gasquet, Chan. I got his first top 20 win as a 17-year-old back in 2004. Look at a snap an eight-match losing streak against those players indoors, taking on Pablo Carreño Busta. Yeah, Gasquet still such a tough out, but Carreño Busta played some inspired tennis, got off to a good start. That stab to get him over the line to take that first set, and it looked like Carreño Busta was going to win on the day. Gasquet made some nice moves into the net, but Carreño Busta again having the answer there and would go up the break of serve, but Gasquet, he did not go away. He raised his level. He understands as well, similar to Vavrinka, how to play from his areas of strength. That backhand started slowly. He got a little bit of confidence, got back into that second set, and in the tiebreak was able to get off to a better start. And again, the beautiful backhand flowing up the line. It's a difficult shot to read. He could go cross court with it as well. And after he got that tiebreak in the second, Gasquet got off to a quick start in the third. And sort of playing a little bit with house money. He was almost out of this match in the second set. Once he turned things around, he really did not get back. And this is a big win in three for him. A new milestone gets his 350th hardcore victory. We've had three highlights, three winners, all with one-handed backhand. So an early tail of the tape chanted for the next round. We've got Gasquet and Vavrenka meeting for the fifth time. 1,136 combined wins, 32 titles, more than 55 mil in the bank. I mean, I wouldn't want to live on the difference between the games of these two in terms of the backhand. I mean, we're going to see some beautiful shot making. But you think about Gasquet, how long he's been good. He hasn't won major titles like Stan has. However, he's got a lot of titles under his belt. He's got the experience. And I think that match against Cranio Busta, the way he was able to turn that around and come through, got to give him a really good shot in this matchup. It should be interesting to see who pulls out their best stuff when they need the most. Looking forward to that one. To Doha we go. Veronica. Kuda Matova in a battle against former Roland Garros champion Barbora Krejcikova. Uh, this was another 
terrific battle between two heavy ball strikers. Kuda Matova using the serve, had a higher percentage, and down the stretch, that came through, especially at the end of this first set. She was able to play offensive tennis a little more often. Won the first, but Krejcikova struck back, and that backhand up the line to solidify the three-love lead. She took control in that second set, and she would take it into the third with that backhand miss from Kuda Matova. But, you know, it was interesting to see how these two battled. There were a lot of break opportunities. They both had to defend, but it was Kuda Matova who had just a slightly better start in this third. And after Kuda, after Krejcikova came back, struck back there, Kuda Matova just resettled. She locked in again and was able to get the lead in the tiebreak. A little frustration from Krejcikova, but Kuda Matova, she's been impressive the way she keeps hitting through any areas of difficulty. And to win a match on a challenge, that's pretty good stuff. Now, four for four in tiebreaks this year, coming in clutch. To advance, two-time Aussie Open champ Victoria Azarenka coming off the semis in Oz, now in Doha, playing Oz, Epec Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you did there, Steve. I like it. This was pretty much one-way traffic for Azarenka. She's been playing such confident tennis. She's such an intense player from the ground. She's moving well, and we're seeing some of that form that got her a couple of major titles as well. Yeah, yeah, She's playing that. confident tennis. That first set, she took it pretty handily, and you know, just never really got off kilter. A couple of points, a couple of times in the match where things could have gotten a little trickier. That little slick passing shot under pressure. Every time Azarenka might have hit a spot of difficulty, she just made short work of it. And one and one in the end, that's pretty solid. 67 minutes, now 19 and 2 in Doha. She took the title here 2012 and 2013. All right, to Delray Beach we go. Stevie Johnson, Nuno Borges playing in the first round today. They played yesterday in the final round of Qualies. And it was the former Mississippi star, Mississippi State star, who beat the former USC star two and two. Uh, but when Yiving Wu pulled out of the draw, Johnson got a lucky loser spot and a chance for revenge for Gosh. Well, this doesn't happen very often. You got to play the same guy two days in a row, but an opportunity. I mean, look, you, you, you want to get that taste out of your mouth and. Johnson tried to get into it here, wasn't able to do it in that first set there, tried to turn things up in the second set, got that forehand working a little bit more, finds a big one up the line here. And look, that's where he's most effective. Really goes to that slice backhand a lot, so it's more of a defensive shot. It's trying to find that forehand. And when he's able to do that, he creates opportunities for himself. He's able to get winners, he's able to come into the net, put away easy balls, work well for him in the second set, takes it. But down here in the third, finds himself an opportunity, break point here, but a slightly weak approach shot gives Borges way enough time to be able to hook that forehand up the line. And then Johnson crumbled a little bit in that next game. Good game, though, from Borges. Put a lot of pressure, and it got to see if he misses that forehand in the alley. For the second day in a row, Borges takes out Johnson. He will face Miamir Ketsmanovic in the next round. Chanda, have you ever played the same opponent twice in two days? I don't think I did, but I wish to if I lost. <laughs> You'd like to get him back right I away. I wanted to play him the next week. Absolutely. Either so way, that's happened. Either way, it's a good thing. You, Absolutely. You beat the person. You're like, oh, wow, okay, I'm going in confident. If not, I'm going to get them back. Exactly. How about you? Do you ever, ever have I, that I, opportunity? I, I don't think it did. We, week after week, yeah, yeah certainly. But... Um, yeah, not, not the same day, next I same tournament. I wasn't a lucky loser often, Steve. Right. I wasn't no, that lucky. I wasn't no, you that weren't a loser. You were not a loser often. <laughs> you, you the lucky part was fun. In the tournament. <laughs> that was a different story. All right, much more still to come. We've got highlights from South America straight ahead on TC Live. But when we come back, 
Today's Black History Month feature honors the American Tennis Association, which was instrumental in breaking this sports color barrier. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Over half a century after the Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation, segregation reigned across the United States, and the tennis landscape was no different. In 1916, a group of black businessmen, college professors, and physicians aimed to expand the opportunity to play the game they loved. Their creation? The American Tennis Association. The ATA hosted its first national championship at Baltimore's Druid Hill Park in August of 1917. The segregated hotel industry forced the ATA to host their championships at HBCU campuses, and the annual tournament will become an anticipated social event in the black community. In 1950, the ATA played a crucial role in breaking tennis's color barrier. That year, its representatives negotiated to allow Althea Gibson to become the first black player to participate in the U.S. National Championship at Forest Hills. As opportunities grew, so did the roster of elite talent produced by the American Tennis Association. Gibson and another ATA product, Arthur Ashe, became the first African-American Grand Slam champions and the first to reach the number one ranking. Zena Garrison, Leslie Allen, Lori McNeil, Chandra Rubin, Katrina Adams, and Malavi Washington add to the ATA's impressive alumni list. Today, the ATA is the oldest African-American sports organization in the United States. Its mission and impact endure, creating a more diverse, inclusive, and thriving game for everyone. Thanks, Taylor. With us on Tennis Channel all week long. What an incredible legacy for the American Tennis Association. All of our Black History Month features are available at TennisChannel.com. Our celebration continues all week on TC Live and all month here on Tennis Channel. Straight ahead, some history for Yibbing Wu. We will celebrate the Chinese star's big breakthrough in Big D. Don't go anywhere. Steve, back with some college tennis. Finals of the ITA Women's National Indoors. And Abby Forbes clinches the 4-0 win for North Carolina over Georgia. The Tar Heels' fourth straight indoors title. They are the first school to do that. In the past 11 years, UNC has won seven titles in 10 finals. That is an ITA Indoors dynasty in Chapel Hill. Congratulations to Coach Brian Calvis and the entire program. Back to the pros in Buenos Aires, 2014 finalist Fabio Fonini looking for his first win of the new year, playing Laszlo Gera for Kosh. Well, Fabio's down to 66 in the world, has been as high as nine, and says, you know what, I still got it in me. 
to get back to playing my best tennis. Just wasn't quite able to find it today. Just a little bit too much on the defensive, a bit too far behind the baseline. But he did try to pull the trigger, as you saw there. Wasn't quite able to execute, showing his colorful side, as he usually does. And it was all Jared in that second set. After the first set, he got even more aggressive. Loses his serve there, but Fabio with a bit of an injury. Hope it's not as severe as it looks here. Looks to be a little bit of a bruise bumping into that. I always say they got to move those things. Get get rid of those sponsor he, things in the back of the court. He, he's he's had surgeries on that ankle. He's had he's had bad issues with it in the past. Wait, so okay. Hopefully it's not reaggravated. But so it, many times we've seen players yeah. trip on stuff in the back and hurt themselves. Hopefully Fabio is okay. Jera. We'll take on the top seed, Carlos Alcaraz, making his season debut next. Uh, Jean Munar, Guido Pela meeting for the second time. Both times, Prakash came in Argentina. It was Munar that got the victory. But first, we go to Doha and some doubles. Defending champs Coco Goff, Jesse Pagula in doubles action. Chanda, Coco joked that she booked her flight for the World Cup on the wrong date. Uh, nothing messy about the Americans game today. I see what you did again, Steve. I love when you got those play on words, but they started off, got down, Golf and Pagula did, but they are so good at turning things around. They played together enough times. They each sort of pick each other up and complement each other's game so beautifully. Got more solid, got themselves up at the net where they are at an advantage, and you see that athleticism there from Golf getting back behind under that overhead, but the second set was just all the Americans, and it was nice to see them smiling, having a good time, and just enjoying that victory. Well, take a look at what Jesse and Coco have done as a team. Pretty extraordinary stuff. They were finalists at Roland Garros last year. They are the defending champions in Doha, one of their three titles last year. Pretty good record in both top six in singles and doubles. I mean, you think about it, they've only played what. 14 or so tournaments. Maybe this is their 14th tournament together. What they have accomplished already, three titles, a final um, at a major. You look at the record. They've both been, uh, you know, top 10 singles and doubles. It has been phenomenal, this pairing. And, again, they just complement each other's game so beautifully. All right, let's see what's trending on the social net. Yibing Wu making history yesterday. The first Chinese player to win an ATP Tour title beat John Isner Prakash in the Dallas final. Saved four championship points. Look at that. He's taking in the culture. He's got the, howdy, man. What's going on over there with the hat? It looks good, and, and it, it's just beautiful to see success coming into countries where it, it hasn't previously been. On the men's side, of course, we had Li Na in China, but to see him break that barrier, it, it's huge. It's going to inspire so many more kids to play, and that's what we want. I mean, tennis really is the most global sport out there, so I, I love seeing stuff like this. Yeah, it's such a special thing to win your first title, but to make history doing it, to be, you know, the first player in ATP history, first Chinese player to win a title. So many firsts for uh, this young man, and he's had a terrific start to the year. So you expect this to help his game grow by leaps and bounds, and it'll be interesting to see what he continues to accomplish. Up to a career high, 58 in the world. He was at the Dallas Mavs game tonight. The spoils of victory there for Yibing Wu. Uh, there was a big game last night. It's called the Super Bowl. And uh, guess who was there? Naomi Osaka was in Arizona. Not for the game, she said. Not for the game. She was there for Riri. Check out that halftime show, Prakash. Well, I mean, she was one of the people who was thinking, you know, I guess there's some football going on at this Rihanna concert. But, look, Naomi looked great. And, uh, you know, she's got, she's got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm glad she was able to take the trip and enjoy herself.
Well, you get some icons in the same building, in the same space. I mean, it's always fantastic to see. And, you know, I was surprised. I didn't know Rihanna had not performed live in seven years. Mm. She did an unbelievable job. It was, you know, so exciting to see her up on stage singing some of her hits. And as Coco said, she's got more hits than tennis balls that Coco She did. She, I don't yeah. know about that, Steve. I don't know. I think, I think Coco's hit a lot of tennis balls, but... It's close. Uh, I, I gotta say, <laughs> rocking the stage and owning it like she did there while she was pregnant, you know, made me think about, you know, Serena winning, winning Australia while she was pregnant too. Pretty epic stuff. Well, Osaka, another future mom, watch that, you know, right. watch it, watching right. a future mom. Uh, 12 songs in her 13 minute show from. Uh, <clears throat> Better have my money to uh, to diamonds. <laughs> you missed a word. Well, Steve. Steve, you missed you a word. Read my goodie, please. <laughs> I don't know. Better have my money. That's for sure. <laughs> Here's what's coming up on Tuesday's schedule. We got you covered. Four continents starting at 5 a.m. Eastern, all the way to TC Live. Three of us, 10 p.m. Eastern, to wrap up the day. We will wrap up the show after this. Back on TC Live, our coverage on T2 continues Tuesday from Doha, Rotterdam, Buenos Aires, and Delray Beach. Jan Michael Gamble and Gil Gross with a six-hour window beginning 11.30 a.m. Eastern for Samsung TV owners. Time now for the sizzling hot shot of the day. Well, it was Mr. Gasquet who got the job done, but not without a little shine from PCB. After a little defense, a little 360, finds a big forehand up the line from all the way near the ABN Amro side. Check out the 360. Good form. Keeps his eye on the ball. Gets it done, Shan. I call this highlight. I mean, that was a fantastic shot. Indeed it was. It. You lose the match, but you get the hot shot. I hate when that happens. <laughs> That's generally what happens. Uh, some of our featured matches tomorrow. We got Madison Keys, Yelena Ostapenko in Doha. Stefano Tsitsipas, Emil Roussevori in Rotterdam. Dominic Team is playing in Buenos Aires. Ben Shelton and Marcos Giron in Delray Beach. So, let's look at some of these. Felix Oje Aliassim won his first ever title last year. Rotterdam. Remember, he came in 0 for 8 in finals. Uh, playing for the first time since made the fourth round in Melbourne, Chanda. What's it like returning as a defending champion to the place where you won your first title? I mean, it is fantastic, especially if you've been healthy, you've been playing good tennis. Uh, you certainly come back feeling like you should play well again. You're comfortable uh, in the environment, on the courts. And I think for uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime, the fact that it took him so many tries to get that first mm. title, he's got to be feeling especially good coming back. And he has been, I think, playing pretty good form. It's been a little up and down, but he's shown some real flashes and I expect this to maybe kind of spearhead his year a little bit. I think it's a pretty comfortable first round match for him against Sonego. He beat him in straight sets a few years ago on clay. Indoors even more favorable I think for Felix and I think this is a good time for Felix to build up a little bit of momentum. Didn't have the kind of Australia that he wanted. Lost a little bit earlier. So I think now's a perfect time. Get that big serve going. Get a couple matches under his belt and hopefully defend that title. Madison Keys did not have the Australian Open she would have liked. Elena Ostapenko certainly did, made the quarterfinals. She's back up to 14 in the world, but head-to-head, 3-1 Madison Keys. 
How do they match up? You know, I think this would be a, a more comfortable matchup for Keys because she's got pace coming at her. She can use that pace. She can generate her own. You know, the serve is more consistent when she's playing her best. And I think overall for Keys, you know, she has a little better movement out of the corners. And we've certainly seen that improved movement uh, when she's played some of her best tennis over the last, you know, six to, to nine months. I think the fact that she didn't have quite as good a start, this just gives Keys a little more motivation. And I think she's going to come out ready to go, be firing on all cylinders. I think Ostapenko's power also is something that doesn't necessarily bother Madison. She handles pace really well and she can kind of turn it around and give it right back which then puts Ostapenko in a, in a bad spot. So I think uh, I think Madison is looking good for this one but uh, maybe the new cornrows for yeah. Yelena Ostapenko is going to make a little bit of a difference. You got a little different hairdo. Maybe it comes out into the match. She's been playing some, some good tennis back to those days when she won Roland Garros. By the way, the night session tomorrow night Got a couple of NCAA champs going at it. Ben Shelton and Marco Skirone. Benny Schultz coming off that run to the quarterfinals at the Australian Open. Look, there's, there's a ton of fun stuff going on tomorrow, but let's not forget, it's also Valentine's Day. Mm. So love you, means nothing in tennis. Love means nothing. <laughs> you, you got some nice Valentine's Day plans, Mr. Weissman? What's going on? Uh, I bought the flowers today, okay. and, and I made some, some treats as well. You know, you're just a classy guy. You know, yeah. homemade, well done, well done. <laughs> What's going on? I'm here with you guys. That's, okay. that's yeah, I mean, I'll I be got. here. It's but. the only love I got here. <laughs> we'll, have a party. We'll, we'll do a little party over here. Okay. Happy early Valentine's Day, but we got nothing but love for you here on TC Live. Thanks for watching the show. Chandra Rubin, Prakash Amitraj, I'm Steve Weissman. Remember, big day of tennis starts 5 a.m. Eastern tomorrow.